0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Strong by Design podcast. Your host today, Coach Chris Wilson, joined by my colleague and close friend, holistic health practitioner—just rolls off the tongue. Doesn't it? Tanya finds. <laughs> hey
1: everyone is
0: here, and uh, this is a, a, a fun conversation. I love talking about this, stuff. I know it, it, we love talking about all this stuff. I mean, sound like broken records, don't mm-hmm. we? We say mm-hmm. the same stuff because we like our job. Because we like what we do, yeah. And we get to help you in doing that. We get to have a conversation that we would uh, just ordinarily have while we're here at the office, which we do on a mm-hmm. weekly basis. We talk about this stuff and but we get to share it with the world and to help people who uh, maybe you know just don't have the experience, don't have the knowledge, uh, don't have the education that Tanya has. And so we're gonna be able to touch on these nutritional needs. As we change, uh, as we age, Mm -hmm. how they change, and it's funny because we were right before I hit record, we were talking about how I just I continue to have this big appetite, Um, you know, like I like I'm 20 years old, but I'm not as active as I was in my 20s. We change. We do change.
1: Change, and it's all great.
0: It is all great. I know every stage of life is great. It's just a different chapter of the book. It's it's
1: accepting that. It's accepting that the change is awesome because there's good things with it. There know? is. There's- so, I mean, who doesn't want to, if you were, I mean, gosh, I would give it, I would, there are days I'd be like, I'm like, wow, I'd love to wake up in the morning in my competition state right. but it's just it's not realistic at that's my right. age and what I'm doing now it's right. just like I don't need another full-time job because that's what it is that's right it was. So, it's embracing are, what's beautiful about the time now
0: that's right there were periods there where it was like all about what Tanya needs, it. and I'm sure that was a strain on huge on your family on the children time and management stuff and stuff trying yeah. to be
1: the good mom was running my own business so trying to do all of those things like and I'm very, you know, type A, so I want to get everything perfect. So, yeah, the emotional, mental strain was like, woo. Right. So.
0: It's a whole different whole. world of, of nutritional.
1: Uh, yeah, that's y- extreme. <laughs> you know, discipline and stuff. I mean, it's off yeah. the charts. Um, yeah.
0: Before we get really deep into this fun conversation, I do want to say uh, thank you uh, to you, uh, listeners, because uh, it really means a lot that you've selected the strong by design podcast show to listen to. Um, I know myself, I, I, I like struggle to pick which podcast I want to listen to when I'm driving in uh, because there's so many that I found and that we've, People that we've been introduced to and and had on our show that, you know, I listen to their show now and it's like, gosh, and I'm bouncing around. I have audio books. I I just I'm always fighting for airtime. And so the fact that you've landed on our show uh, really means a lot to us. Uh, And if you would, at the end of this episode, uh, share this conversation with someone in your family or a friend, somebody that can benefit from uh, this message that we have today. And if you're a brand new listener, welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. We talk about everything. Uh, You were created to have a strong body, mind, and spirit by our wonderful and holy God. And um, we just, that we're encouraging people to live their lives strong by design. It's that double meaning that I like to talk about in the the, the name of our show. You are created strong by design by your creator, but in, you are also strong by the way you design your life. And that's very uh, important uh, and part of this conversation today because how you eat over the course of your life really impacts the quality of your life. So, Tanya is our holistic, in-house holistic health practitioner. She is a... Ton- You're what, precision... What is that the certification that you have?
1: Uh, well, I have a couple. Or so, a I couple. did Pre- precision nutrition. I've... Uh, the Canadian Institute of Alternative Medicine and Holistic Medicine. They, yeah. There's there's several. I think I've got about four or five different yeah. license, like, through different organizations and schools. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. so, like, you've made a, a, a bit of a... Um, <laughs> You know, a run at this thing, yeah, so Yeah, well, I like, like it. You, and so it's yeah.
1: always changing. And plus, because um, I'm with two of the holistic doctors organizations in North America, so you have to keep your license and stuff up. So there's always new things. Like, I have to continue my education, which yes. I don't mind. So right. there's always, like, new... Amazing things. So it's just, right. I just, it's just something you, I like. It's well, and it is,
0: and it plays right into your, your role here at Critical Bench, mm-hmm. which is content creation yes. and, and writing and for products and for books and stuff that are part of products. Mm-hmm. And not only are you in the products, you help design the, the programs, you help write the chapters of the books that give you, you know, like, the handbooks and the guides right. that go along with these yeah. exercise based programs and stuff. And there's blog articles we membership sites you've created years of content in our unlock your body uh, inner circle i mean there's so many um there's so much benefit to knowing all this stuff because Mm. you can just put it in all these different areas of the business it's so great
1: everybody has to eat
0: right everybody has to (laughs) we have to eat don't get me thinking about food again (laughs) i i I was good this morning i had three eggs and i had one very small piece of um a, a real hearty uh, rye bread that was good with some good mm. real butter on it. It's okay to eat real food, people, by the way. It's okay. Oh, my gosh, it's, yes. It, it's, it's a quantity just... thing, really. But So what we're talking about today is how your nutritional needs will change pretty much decade by decade, right? Your first 10 years, your 10 to 20, your 20 to 30, all the way up to 100 because, yes, you're going to live to be 100. That's my goal, anyway. 99. Like, I mean... Actually, I guess if I'm at ninety nine,
1: mm.
0: like a 100 it's like we might as well hit the yeah
1: three digits at this point. Might as well, might as well, might as well point, get but, sentient, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I want, right,
0: but I want to be like with it. I right. don't want to be like ninety nine yes. and like getting you know drooling on myself and like right sitting quality there. of life. I want some quality. I want yeah. to still be able to to walk and to move around. Yeah. So. Uh, In order to do that, we need to eat well, and we need to know how our body, in personal, you know, our individual nutritional needs, right? uh, What those are, uh, and how they do change as we get older. So, talk. Just lead us into this conversation about that um, topic, Tanya.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's no secret that how we are, you know, how our body or physicality, just our energy, just the way our body is in our 20s is different than in our 30s and our 40s. And then we can also, you know, we can, if we want to split hairs, we can separate men and women. Because, I mean, women, we go through, if we choose to, we go through a period of time where we're, you know, we're having children. So that's a whole other, that's a whole Mm. other phase where nutrition needs change. But generally from birth to death, going through the process of life and living, your nutrition needs are going to change. You don't, um, you don't see a lot of, People in their 80s and 90s doing like Olympic style activity, right? Um, I know a lot of elderly or senior people that are active. And what I mean by that is they still move. You know, they get up and they take a walk um, or they do their water aerobics class. They're doing something a couple times a week. But ultimately, the amount of calories that we need to survive does decrease. We don't need as many calories. However, that doesn't mean we need fewer nutrients. So we still need all the nutrition. We just don't need it in as much. And I think one of the difficult things or one of the um, maybe not so conscious elements that we maybe struggle with that we're not really aware of is kind of like what we were talking about, that our nutritional needs change but we still are eating and, you know, we're still kind of have that same appetite and we haven't really changed that part a whole lot to meet the physicality of what we're doing or not doing. Um, because it's, you know, it's easy to eat. I mean, food's not illegal. You, can ha- you have access to, we live in a country, we're very lucky, we have access to all the food really that we want. We can eat as much as we want. You're not going to get arrested <laughs> for eating. Um, and we also, you know, I always tie in behavior to this too, because we're, pa- we're creatures of, habit. Yeah. So, you know, it's very easy to, as we get older, maybe move a little less. Things like boredom eating, stress eating, all of these things. So, we actually, I don't know what the numbers are. I really, Now that I'm thinking about it, I should have really looked that up, but I wasn't even thinking about it. But the numbers as far as I wonder how much more, like on percentage-wise, we're actually consuming calorie-based versus what we actually need nutritionally to thrive at whatever age we're at.
0: Right. There is a big distinction there because, I mean, a great example everybody can be familiar with is everyone remembers the... Michael Phelps diet. Yes. Like yeah. uh, you know, talking about it, you know, tell you go back like a decade, mm-hmm. right? When they were when he was really at the height of everything right. and crushing every record metabolism
1: and metabolism of a hummingbird. <laughs> right. And he would eat have
0: like these five to ten thousand calorie yes. meals and stuff. But yep. because of his output was so the
1: demand on his body. Yeah, it was, was unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. He can he's not eating like that right now. No, okay? he'd be he'd be he be four hundred pounds,
1: <laughs> and and just have like very little energy. That's right, right? Because too much, if your if your body's overloaded, it's just yes. you're putting stress on the systems. It's exactly. just too much.
0: It is too much. His body was a calorie burning machine. Yes, and that's what you know. That's what your calories are—just units of energy, right? So we need food, just like we need air and water, right? Mm-hmm. The third thing we need. Is food, you know, so you need to be, be able to breathe. You need to be able to consume water and you need, need, you need calories. You need energy put into your body to help, to help your body, uh, you know, uh, repair muscle to, uh, you know, to get into your bloodstream, to be able to give you all the, that the energy that, you, you know, that's where people, I think everyone's individual needs at this point, um, really comes into play there because there's people that have their own issues and stuff with food absorption and all kinds of stuff where, you know, now you got to, oh, it doesn't, I don't, you know, I'm uh, sensitive to dairy or I'm, you know, like what, what works for one guy does not work for the other. No, absolutely. I mean, and sometimes your gut from when you're very little, you realize there's a lot of issues there for, you might have a child who's, Two, three, four, five years old, and they're in and out of like the, the, you know, the the doctor's office, trying to figure out why they get this way or why you know, and you got to start cutting out foods and there's allergies and there's all kinds of stuff, you know. So you got to you got to find other foods to get these uh, these nutrients from, like alternative foods and stuff. It's it's a it's dicey. It's
1: it can it certainly can be, especially if. If we lack just that awareness, because sometimes, you know, we might and let, you know, how do I say this? You can feel like get up every day and go to your job and, you know, be the mom, the dad, do all that stuff. And you feel good. Like you feel good. You get up, you make the breakfast, you make the lunches, you get the kids to school, you put in a full day of work, you come home, you do supper. Maybe the family goes out for a bike ride or something and you feel good because the body is so amazing. at you know, doing it's like, the body's just so amazing at adapting and keeping you going. I mean, yes. like, look at extreme cases, people that are severely addicted to drugs or other things and yeah. maybe living on the street, probably have never seen a dentist or a doctor in like 10 years, but they're alive. Yeah. I mean, their quality of life is grim. However, they're alive. That they're- That's just, to me, like, I always go back to that because it's like, that is how amazing the human body yeah. is at... Like it's commitment to keep us alive, regardless yeah. of the abuse we give it. So yeah. we can feel good and think we're doing great, but then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, something changes. Maybe we change a diet, maybe we join some kind of t- something changes that alters our nutrition our activity, and all of a sudden we feel amazing you know, and I've talked to people that have been like, I never felt sick, I didn't feel bad, I, you know, but oh, I just feel so much better, I just changed this one thing, like I, you know, I eat breakfast every day now, or I, I did, I cut out dairy because for whatever reason it didn't agree with me, yeah. but not to the point that it made me very sick, but to the point that it was causing some digestive issues, but now yeah. I feel amazing, so yeah. it's it, it takes a tremendous amount of awareness, and sometimes we get so busy with life mm. that we we lack that because we're not unless we get really sick where well, we have to pay attention. We don't really pick up on sometimes the little cues that, that we're getting the,
0: those little, those little signs that are very yeah, intelligent like, hey, body and brainer. Stop so, a minute, yeah. yeah. You know, know, spinach
1: doesn't work for you, or maybe late. You know, I don't know. Like for, like for everybody, it's different, so you have to find it. But it it, it really does mean paying attention, and the older we get. To, in my opinion, that gets really, really important. Um, not that the body's less forgiving, but it can, we can give it a lot of abuse in our early years, and that can, you know, banging it around and stuff. You know, I've got, se- I've broken several bones and just things like that. You can really hammer the crap out of your body yeah. and it'll, it'll bounce back. As we get older, that bounce back isn't quite the same. Um, again, and a lot of times the, the need for specific, like nutrition, is even a greater priority, but the need for calories is less, so it 's finding that how do we mm-hmm. best um, fuel and feed the body for at those at that you know as we get older for things like repair like yeah. when we you know restful sleep so the body repairs, and you know we wounds heal well mm-hmm. and cognitive function and yeah. all of that stuff yeah. um, and yet, as we get older there's typically we see more different kinds of health issues that might creep up. It could be arthritis, autoimmune, uh, you know, there are you know, diseases, but health can sometimes fall into decline. And when you start adding in like treatment protocols, medications, now this whole nutritional thing can become even more dicey because it's like, well, now I have to do this to combat this thing. And how does that, you know, how is my nutrition affected? What do I need more of? What do I need less of? Like what can I not do anymore? So it it takes, you have to actually be committed to really looking after yourself.
0: Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. The thing I struggle with most is disciplined eating. Mm. And just understanding and realizing that what I did... In my teens, twenties, even into my early thirties, mm-hmm. I can no, I can no longer get away, get away with. with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, in in, in my middle forties now, I have to be so disciplined. I I, I want to. I've been kind of teetering and on this. Like I got. I really want to lose ten to fifteen pounds. I've been I've been had had that same mindset for like four years. now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like at some point, are, are you gonna You're just? You're not
1: alone in that. Right. Like there's a lot of people that right. They say that every couple weeks. Right. Yeah, I got lose. Up I mean, 10, yeah, pounds.
0: I'm, I'm I'm healthy and I'm strong mm-hmm. and I work out regularly and I I feel generally feel good, but I'd probably feel better right with 10 to 15 pounds less weight on me. I'd feel better taking my shirt off in the summertime, going to the pool, going to the beach with the family right. with the kids. Just feeling better, bending over to like put my sneakers on, like yeah. all these things, right? Yes. Because I carry my my weight in my middle. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like with the weight gain in my arms and my legs and right. stuff. I just feel it right around my middle. Yeah, and uh, that's just the just the way that it is. I, will you touch on something and sure. it's not really here in front of me to like discuss? But I mm-hmm. think a lot of people sometimes. Struggle with this, especially when I don't have the background that you have. The difference between micro and macro nutrients. And, oh, and, yeah. And and, and yeah. I,
1: I love that question because you know what I take for granted when I talk about it—that people just—it's like anything when you do something for so long, you just yeah. talk about things, assuming that people are on board and going, "Yeah, okay." And they're nodding at you and going, "What is she saying?" No idea. <laughs> and you know, it's really funny. And the quick little story: when I'm um, living in New Zealand, and I had a business there, and I did like a little radio show a couple times a week, and my oldest son at that time, he was like grade 11, uh, He, we were there grade 10, 11, 12, so I think it was around grade 11, and they were um, doing something in their health, ed- health science classes, and he came to me one day, he said, Mom, i got to ask you a question. He goes, we've been listening to your show in class sometimes, and going onto your website, and everybody wants to know, what are macros? I'm like, oh, I really should put that information out there, because <laughs> he said, nobody nobody knows what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, how would they? How would so, they So, yeah, your yeah. Ma- so your macronutrients are the big ones, the ones that, um, you know, you need in larger quantities for your cells, like at the cellular level and all your systems to function and operate optimally, and that's protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Right. So, those are the big three. So, we need to be getting the right amount, depending on us okay so not everybody needs the same amount of protein daily like you take a power lifter versus a ballet dancer they do not need the same amount of protein based on size weight you know activity level so proteins carbs and fats very important we all need them in the right amounts your micronutrients are all like your vitamins your minerals all those small like we need them we need them but we don't need them in as much. So we don't need 120 grams of vitamin A. Right. That's just too much. Because when you get into the micronutrients, you know, vitamins and minerals, any excess, you're just, your body's going to flush it, flush it out. Now there are, you know, I won't say rare, but there's certainly not frequent cases where people can get a toxicity, like a toxicity of a certain vitamin yeah. or mineral, mineral. How often that's attributed to consumption is not really in the high percentage. Largely, that's the result of some sort of Contraindication with whether it's medication or a health issue, something's being compromised and it's causing that particular micronutrient to store in large amounts in the body and it's unable to flush it. In out. In your
0: findings uh, over the years, because I had kidney stones in college Ooh, yeah. and I think that was attributed to an overconsumption of probably a particular uh, micronutrient, probably mm, could be too much, you know, vitamin whatever or calcium yeah. or whatever it was, right. and I developed as a nineteen. 19- year old Ooh. i was very healthy very yeah. active
1: yeah so that, that would be like kind life. of a rare like oh okay because right. you don't you don't have a lot of 19 year olds walking around with kidney stones No,
0: <laughs> I, it, and it took me by storm and i didn't even know what was happening to me i thought i was dying you know with this pain mm-hmm. i had mm-hmm. and um but never had them again yeah and i think it was just probably you know i was probably drinking a half gallon of what, orange say, juice every juice, day or so yeah. i don't know what it was yeah uh, per se <laughs> they couldn't even tell me Right, but, but um, you know, it's just little things like that yeah. that are probably the result of overdoing in a certain, yeah. you know, area, right? Um, so, we, you know, we're kind of talking all around this, uh, you know, for for kind of the younger the younger people and as we as we get into that middle age, right? right I want to I want to stay there for a little bit because obviously we know children can. Kind of get away with eating just about anything.
1: Oh, the advantage of youth uh, is amazing. Yeah, isn't I know it?
0: It, they can just kind of <laughs> it's over, rebound. They really can. <laughs> a- aside from the the potential allergies or or right. sensit- food sensitivities, right. a gluten thing, a dairy thing, whatever. Okay. Hopefully, that's figured out early. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, because gut health is un- unbelievably important. Oh,
1: it's I mean seventy two percent of the immune system is located in yeah. the digestive tract. Yeah, that, like that's a big that's a big thing, folks. Yeah, you got to remember that. Yeah,
0: it's unbelievable. I mean, that's a big number. Yeah, that's so. If you're f- getting sick a lot, if you're uh,
1: skin break like yes. stuff, skin yeah. If, stuff. if you see
0: external stuff happening, it, there's probably a lot of internal stuff happening. Something
1: is causing it. Yes. Your skin is a is a is a means to get things out. It's the largest organ in the body, yeah. so it just makes sense if there's too much of something, and I got to get it out of here fast. The skin's like, okay, let's do it. So if you start to see. You know, if you're um, presenting with really painful, odd-looking, just unnormal, like, right. you know, skin conditions, right. something's going on inside. Yeah. I mean, unless you walk through a bush of poison ivy, right. well, there you go. That was right. topically applied to you, right. so that's different. I but, had a
0: massive psoriasis breakout, if right. you recall. Yeah. Um, right, it was, I think right it would have been right before yeah. you guys were hired, and I was yeah. still struggling with it. My legs now, I mean, I'm all... I think I'm just about all healed up. Look at you can't that. you can't even really yeah. see it anymore. That's right. But that I had an immune. Yeah. I think I think I came down with something like strep or something, mm-hmm. and then my body just lost it. Yeah. And like it it came out everywhere. I had yeah. it all over my body. Yeah. And then I wasn't. I, now I, what? Why did that happen? Right. I don't know. Was it diet based? Was it was I deficient in something? Is it hereditary? I, right. I, I really, I don't know. Uh, it's an autoimmune thing, mm-hmm. and there's not great answers for things like that. Sometimes no, that's such
1: a big umbrella. It,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah, but so. What does it what does it look like for those listening who are maybe, you know, our age? You know, right. they're they're in their forties, their parents, their kids are in in, in in elementary, junior high, high school. Um this, this is where I think people see the most change, right? They, 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 they don't necessarily see it or feel it very much in their twenties, but the thirties to fifties yeah. is where we like that 10 are,
1: pounds. Like where did that 10 yes. pounds did come, that come from, from? where did that 10, 15 pounds come from. And yeah. it's obviously
0: life, our lives change significantly. Yeah. What are, what are some of the things that, uh, the, you know, the challenges and the things that, are some good takeaways for people mm. at that stage of life?
1: Um, I think well, some of the big things are that that is a really, you know, and again, it doesn't apply to 100% of people, but it, it applies to a large percentage of people. There is sort of a big change in that area. Kids are older, so they're probably a little more independent, doing things on their own, getting together with friends. Um, we, um, in for our age group, we kind of get it, whether like, you know, we're working, we're, we're sort of, we're into that routine. And yet... Um, the need to, I think what's happening is just with the way work has sort of shifted, especially since COVID, a lot of people working either at home or from laptops, we're, we definitely can default easily into a more sedentary lifestyle. And I think, was it you and I that had a conversation about this the other day, how, like, um, yes, we about did. being like, yes. being active versus set like there it's like we work out we have a gym right there we work out several days a week we have our team workouts we do yoga Wednesdays the gym's there yet how many hours a day are we spending sitting at the computer like I'm honestly I am very sedentary sedentary compared to what my life was yet appetite's still there the food I like so there I think for that this age group it's that it's like real like be just getting getting real just getting real and being very honest about how much am I moving, how active am I, and how much am I still eating, or do I continue to eat? How much am I sni? That's another thing. You get home at the end of the day exhausted. You know, I'm up really early, right? I usually work a couple hours or an hour or two at at home before coming into work, and then when I go home, because my kids are all grown and doing their own thing, I. I do some more work, right? So it's easy to fall into that just sitting and not doing stuff. And then you start getting snacky. That's the other, th- That's that was what I, I was thinking about this morning coming in. I didn't have the notes that I wanted to address is that when our kids are little and really need us and rely on us for that schedule, we are in a schedule. So, you know, we're getting up, there's breakfast, there's meal times. there's soccer practice, like there's a schedule. So our eating's probably a lot more um, regular in terms of times. Managed. It's yeah. managed. So all of that is going. And then all of a sudden, when we're not doing as much of that, like we still have our families, but the dynamic changes, we're probably moving less. Our timing and eating is kind of willing. Like it's not really a, always a set breakfast line. Like for me, it's not. Like when my kids aren't around, I just kind of, eh, I'm sort of, all of a sudden, like right. nine o'clock, like, oh, I haven't eaten since 11. I'm hungry. That's a really bad way. And then I'll end up eating too much of whatever's quick, right? So, I think for that time frame, it's that life as we knew it has shifted and changed as far as the activity and the responsibility and how much we're doing or how much we have to do as far as the family stuff. But, you know and so we've lost that pattern those sort of schedules that ritualistic those habits and yet we probably haven't adjusted our nutrition to match that and so that's hey guess what that's where those 10 15 pounds have come from
0: and it and it doesn't in the big picture it doesn't take that long it oh can, it doesn't you, especially
1: when you're not moving a lot
0: right <laughs> within a year you can be 10 to 15 pounds heavier, and that's only... It can come from just a few hundred calories extra a day in your diet. Yeah. You know, and 3,500 calories is one pound of fat. Exactly. And so... You know, over the course of a relatively short period of time, you can go through kind of a, a major, you know, physical mm-hmm. change. And we saw that, that COVID uh, weight gain in yep. a lot of people. Um, yep. I, we were fortunate enough uh, for the few first few months of that where yeah. we had to do a lot of at-home workouts. Do you recall? For, yeah, we took for, all...
1: We, t- we uh, pretty we, much emptied the gym of equipment. We, we did. <laughs> we took it all home. We all split it up <laughs> and took it up, stuff yeah. home.
0: And we had like daily workouts and stuff. So we were highly active, you uh, you know, during that situation. But yeah. there is that boredom eating that just oh, takes so over it people. Does. It does. And food's very addictive. So if you have an addictive personality of any kind, um, you might not be addicted to drinking or smoking or drug use or, you know, your iPhone, but you might certainly be addicted to, to Doritos, Doritos and Netflix. Right.
1: And it's easy. It's easy to do. And I really, you know, I don't want people to feel bad about it because we've we all do it, or most of us do. I used to ask clients when they would say, like, I just, you know, I. I'm, you know, I'm eating at night, like, cause we pick out, okay, w- w- just be really honest. When, when are you eating and what are you eating? And are you like, are you portioning, like, are you taking a little dish and putting your potato chips in there? Are you doing what a lot of us do? Open the bag and sit there that's, and eat. That's the right? one thing
0: my wife always says, would you stop just opening the bag? Because if you do that,
1: you don't, it's hard the, to the, stop. The,
0: the end isn't until like your, <laughs> but, your hands at the bottom or you feel like, like, you know, a little sick. <laughs> with, exactly. with yourself, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's it's really easy to do um, because it's, I call it like the mindless. It's mindless eating. And, um, you know, when you're, when I would ask clients, okay, so when, you know, the next time you go to do that, just stop like and ask yourself, are you hungry? And if the answer is yes, then where are you feeling it? Because when you're really truly hungry, we all know where we feel it. You know, you can hear it. Your stomach growls. You get those pains in yes. your stomach. That's hunger. But if you're standing there and you actually don't actually have those physical bell, bells and whistles going off, where where is the hunger? Right. It really isn't there. It's it could be boredom. Um so that's a really and that was one that doesn't work with everybody. But it's like a behavioral shift. So, but that that's one way if you can have that discipline to stop yourself and go uh, I'm, you know, you're opening up the pantry and you're reaching for a bag of pretzels and then you ask yourself, well, am I hungry? Like, am I really hungry? When did I last eat? What did I eat? That might be a good time if you have the willpower to close the cupboard and go for a walk or yeah. do something like don't watch TV because right. the minute you sit and get into something, that's yes. it's, you're going to be bored again. Like,
0: or, or just go to bed because yeah. I, I find for me, I can be great all day here at the office. I think most of us, when we're when we're Foc- engaged and focused, yeah. we're fine. <clears throat> we can get by on on water and maybe coffee, and you know maybe even just snacking on some nuts or fruit, like a good healthy snack, yeah. and, which we have, which there are lots of. I mean, or, or we have those great little beef sticks, you know, yep. stuff like that is fine. Yeah, uh, it, it, within a reasonable amount right. of, of you know quantity, but I find that my biggest Uh, nemesis is that like after 8pm eating and certainly there's some days where maybe you didn't eat much at all and like your only meal, your only time to sit down might be nine o'clock at night. I'm not saying don't eat. Yeah, I'm just saying eat modestly at that point because your body is just about to shut down and go to bed. You don't need some your huge steak
1: dinner. You, yeah.
0: You'd be better off at just having a very modest meal, like five, six hundred calories or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, with some water help mm-hmm. digestion and then and then get to bed and then wake up and maybe have that bet bigger better power breakfast yeah. in the morning you know but i i find for me if i can just be good there mm-hmm. that that because again i'm not making bad choices here at the office i'm making bad choices at home mm-hmm. when the kids are asleep yep. and my wife's probably already retired to the bedroom and there I am, and mm-hmm. i maybe going to work on the computer a little bit more or catch up on a Netflix series or, you know, just have some time to myself. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, hmm, what's in the cabinet? Yeah. And, and that's where, for guys, I'm speaking about guys, I think yeah. that's where a lot of us, and maybe ladies too, it's where we fail ourselves, is our, our willpower really can get bad. Taming a powerful appetite and reducing the desire for overly processed foods can actually be easy if you know how. This free 20-page report gives you six ways to tame your appetite and cravings to help you control your weight and achieve optimal health. Please visit criticalbench.com tame cravings for this free resource to help you gain control of your appetite and those late night cravings. That's criticalbench.com slash tame cravings.
1: Evenings can be really difficult. And again, particularly or especially as we get older, as kids grow up and have their own lives and then start to move out. And then our evenings can become a little bit empty. Um, so we don't have, again, that busy chaos family life as that slows down and we find ourselves with more time. It's really important to fill that time with things because um, it just it helps keep us in check. And um, one, one client I want to talk or mention is that... Um, Again, living in New Zealand and she came in and she was in in her mid-40s and she's like, you know, I just, I can't lose these 15 pounds. It doesn't matter what I do. I, I just, I can't lose it. And she was, she was working out maybe like twice a week. So, I mean, that was okay. It was okay. But, you know, she wasn't really... Wasn't completely committed to it, but I I have to give her credit that she was moving. You know, she had a dog, so she walked her dog. So, she was staying relatively active. So, in working with her by about week three, finally got, finally, she finally came clean about her nightly habit, which was in the evening, she liked to just sit down and have a glass of red wine. I'm like, okay, well, glass of red wine, not a big deal. And I said, but you know, what's, what's the glass? She's like, she's like, well, you know, I, I don't fill it up. So, I probably have like two, maybe two glasses, maybe like four ounces, a four ounce pour. I'm like, okay. And I, I was a bartender all through university. <laughs> so I was like, I have my water glass. i like, so you're having just, you know, and I poured like roughly about four ounces. I said, so you're having like this and another one of wine. She's like, yeah. And I said, so then the next night, are you finishing like that same bottle. Like, do you put the bottle in the fridge? Because I'm trying to get her to like, because yeah. I, I didn't think she was lying. I knew she wasn't lying. I just, yeah. the awareness wasn't there. And she's like, well, no, I mean, that finishes off the bottle. I'm like, okay, so you're not having a glass of wine. So when she was like, oh, because she would, she was, um, she loved that show Grey's Anatomy so like that was her I think Wednesday or Thursday night but she had sort of specific shows during the week and that was her evening thing I mean she had her she had her own company she was a very busy woman but in the evenings that was her downtime she sat there with her little dog and she had wine you know and probably not every night but probably three or four nights a week she had wine so when we actually when when you know that kind of she had that aha moment she was like oh and so just cutting, we didn't completely cut it out because that wasn't going to work for her. If right. I said, well, no more wine, she just would have not, never come back to see me and would right. have kept, kept it up. But what we did, what she did do, what we sort of negotiated was like, okay, hey, we'll have the four, get a glass, mark it, go to the dollar store, buy a cheap glass and mark it if you have, because like, visuals worked for her. She's a very visual person. So yeah, we marked a glass at four, four we gave her five, I gave her an extra ounce. So we marked it at five ounces. And that was you know her Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that was her treat thing that was her downtime and yeah within six like within six months i can't remember how much weight she lost but just that change yep. started she started to lose weight
0: unbelievable so when
1: someone comes in like i can't lose the weight but if you're drinking a bottle of wine a couple mm-hmm. nights a week well no you're not going to
0: lose the weight no <laughs> it's it's unbelievable and the same goes for those beer drinkers out there yeah. you know sometimes we get lost in thinking that it's just the food that's damaging to us in terms of causing the obesity and, and the unwanted weight gain. Oftentimes, it's the overconsumption of beverages, certain right. types. Whether it's a yeah. a certain type of coffee that we like, that's a four hundred calorie coffee, mm-hmm. or it's wine. Yeah. People love to unwind with a, with a wine, a glass of wine. But again, we overdo. And it's just like, it's almost like we don't even realize that we're overdoing or, or right. a guy, a guy I'll say, Oh, I just only had like three beers. But if you have three beers every night
1: and you work a desk job and don't move. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you're drinking a case of beer a week yeah. without even thinking about it. Yeah. You know, just because it's part of your, I, it's how I unwind when I get home from work. Well, it's a I have, habit
1: I, that we've become used to. Yeah. It's Yeah.
0: And these are hundreds and hundreds of calories that your body just does not need, right? For survival purposes, like your body doesn't need 500 calories of, you know, like three different beers at the end of the day. Um, It's just your choice and that's fine. But if you want to get those results, start to just tailor it back a little bit or go every other night or something, you know, where you're start to make some dense you know, right. and, and we're not, that's, that's the best, the best thing you can do is never cut, try to cut things off. Well,
1: it, it, all it, the it way. backfires because the minute you tell somebody they can't have, like if any of you that are parents, the minute you tell your kids they can't have something, they will bug the heck out of you till yes. you give in or cave. And with like the beer drinking again, or anything, whether it's beer drinking or Dorito munching or, you know, ice cream Wednesdays, um, in our, you know, in our teens and our twenties we, you know, we, there is a higher need for calories. So we do get away with it. But as we age again, we don't need as many calories, but we still need nutrients. So it's really important to, it's important. I think it's important to keep in the things that we like. Like if you like your glass of wine, don't cut it out. Like don't say, well, I'm 45. I can no longer have wine. That's horse crap. Right. You know, yeah, that's not true. Um, but as you get older It's really important to make sure you're eating, you know, really making sure to include, you know, high nutritionally dense foods. Make sure you're eating at regular times. Like our body responds so well to a pattern. So I always like to say, keep your plate colorful. Lots of fresh fruits, lots of fresh vegetables, lean proteins. Watch portion sizes. Okay. Because, you know, uh, maybe a nine ounce steak when you were 20 was you burned that off in like the next hour, but in your fifties, you probably, you know, somewhere between somewhere around six is probably plenty for most of us Mm -hmm. with all the other lovely sides we're adding. Um, And even then, As we continue to get older, supplementation is something you probably want to talk with your doctor about. I was going to say, you know, you want to keep up regular checkups with your doctor. Supplementing might become something and that might be more in in, um, due to like micronutrients. Um, So... But that is something you have to discuss with your doctor because there's also higher percentages of elderly or, you know, middle-aged to senior people that are taking certain medications for things like blood pressure. Uh, You know, they may, you know, things happen. And so, we have to take care of our bodies. And so, sometimes just because something's healthy doesn't mean it's good for you because you might be on medication that can really cause you some harm. Like, if if you're on beta blockers… is it beta block or some kind of heart medication? And citrus, do not mix. Yeah, don't mix. So if you love grapefruit, like if your morning was oatmeal and grapefruit, now all of a sudden you're on heart medication, you probably should omit that grapefruit. Like, so you really need to, yeah. as you get older, keep those checkups with your doctor. Talk about things like is supplementation necessary? What is safe for you? Drink lots of water just i mean everybody gets so tired of hearing it the I, I can hear eyes rolling but it's true drink i don't drink enough water so drink water and really make sure you're doing everything you can mm-hmm. to get a good night's sleep and as we get older we tend to not need as much that's yeah. another thing yeah, yeah, we yeah, you know yeah. but we need we, the thing is we don't need as much but our sleep ten our sleep quality tends to be awful
0: yes it can get worse and worse much as we worse. age you know when you're younger you need
1: you just crash you need, you, you <laughs> you need could sleep you sleep on a park bench that's what i mean Kids will sleep twelve They'll hours sleep all, all day long. Right. Yeah. They'll
0: sleep upside down sideways. Oh, my you know. kids would
1: sleep at an A C D C concert. Yes, like no problem. <laughs> no problem.
0: Right. And look like they're having the best sleep oh, totally. ever. Yeah. And but no, you're right. Like I don't need as much sleep as I once did. Now mm. I'm I still struggle with having a a, a good bedtime. Um, my wake up time is typically the same every day, but my going to bed time is not always the yeah. same. It fluctuates. And sometimes I just push it too much. I, I'm yeah. up too late. And I always feel better when I get more like the seven hour night sleep mm-hmm. than the six hour night sleep yeah. or less. Um, and talk a little bit uh, for a moment about the, the the elderly population out there, because I think a lot of what happens sometimes for them in particular, especially if it's a widower yeah. if they're you know maybe the the person they their loved one that they lost was the the cooker yeah right, and now they're kind of doing the processed food route right rather <clears throat> than the whole food mm-hmm. you know really shopping at the grocery store and cooking for themselves they're kind of going for the easier options right. out of the can out of the box right. out of the microwave mm-hmm. just talk about that for a moment like. What are some things that mm. they can do later in life to help you know optimize right. their diet?
1: That's a great question. So, well, I'll, I'm going to address that. But right before that, I'm going to just appeal to family members and neighbors and stuff that if you do have somebody like that in your family or a neighbor, um, like I've done it for neighbors and stuff. You notice that...
0: You do it for like the neighborhood cats and stuff and roosters. You do it for anything that has a heartbeat. I do. I feed
1: the homeless people on my street. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if you, you know, if you have someone in your family that's lost a loved one or a neighbor, you know, hey. Bring a meal over once in a while, or if you—I mean, during COVID, I would go to my neighbors and say, my elderly neighbors because they're higher risk group. I'd be like, "I'm getting groceries. What do you need?" Right. So there's things that the rest of us can do to help them, but for that person that has lost that caregiver or that that spouse partner that was like the one that did the grocery shopping, made the meals, absolutely, they're going to go for what's quick and easy because they're all of a sudden not going to start making great big full meals. They're just they're just not going to do that. Right. However. We are so lucky that in today's day and age, there are available sort of pre-made options that are healthier. Yes. There are. So um, it's not difficult to go and go to the grocery store and go like into the deli section um, where they have like the pre-done, they're already cooked just to heat them up, like chicken breast and and brown rice and green beans. So those those are one, that's one way to go. And you can even... um, it's it's available to seniors i know here in florida it's available to seniors anyways they will pair you a Publix will pair you up with a shopper and the shopper will go around and help you shop and they will help you find foods that are healthy but also things that you can do on your own now that's a, that's a service that started out for people that had like visual impairments and and just wanted to get out and do their grocery shopping but couldn't really see nice. or struggled getting around the store but they will do that for seniors you can come in and they'll they'll bring one of their staff out to grocery shop with you and help you. So that's another option. Um, now food delivery services and a lot of these are available through like churches, a community center, so like check your local community for what's available for things like meals on wheels or like home food delivery because these things are certainly in place to help in those specific situations. Right. So there's ways to get a good healthy meal without having that all of a sudden that overwhelming sense of I've never done the cooking. Right. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to cook a chicken breast. You know, like, cause some people get to that they've just not done it for so long that it's like, how do you do this? Yeah, <laughs> you know? just
0: it's just too easy for them to stop at, and go through a fast food, you know, yeah, ser- drive through or not.
1: And that's sometimes too with elderly. There's, um, uh, there's a, a much higher risk with, you know, losing sensations and stuff and cognitive abilities start to, you know, start, start to be more of a challenge is not necessarily knowing that they're hungry or thirsty. Um, and that's, you know, that can be a real uh, problem especially if that person is alone like I know yes. when my, my dad now he's at fairly advanced stages of Alzheimer's but before he even got advanced when he was still able like he was still he had like episodes but he was still living at home and was largely lucid he would sit down and sometimes he'd be gosh you know my stomach really hurts and I'd be like well when did you eat and he couldn't and that's what it was he he was unable to identify that what it was happening is he was feeling hunger but he just had pain in his stomach so you know this, yeah.
0: and that's not if it's happened f- for your father it's gotta be happening for other, people's, other people you people know, and they don't and necessarily yeah. have
1: to have Alzheimer's for that to that's happen right. they that's don't right. really have to have anything it can yeah. just be they could be sitting there you know they're, they're older maybe living alone maybe even not but just sitting there watching their shows and having their cup of tea you know maybe the occasional visitor and then all of a sudden they're just like I, I don't feel good like I'm hurting you know it's yes. like well they probably maybe they need a meal
0: Thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast to help our show, reach more listeners just like you. Please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strong design podcast.com. That's StrongbyDesignPodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. It's sad to think about that our aging population has to go has to struggle in this way in the, in the land of abundance where right. there's a grocery store in every corner all of our older people should at least be provided with yes. you know some good yes. food yeah. every day you know and, and that 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 yeah. would make things so but much there better. Is,
1: there is definitely services available. Yeah. Again, there's the public shoppers, your church, community centers, um, and also just visiting, like keeping up with those regular visits with a doctor, mm. um, doctors Huge. and nursing staff also will have access or contact information for like, here's a delivery service that yes. so they will come twice a week with a meal or they will do your grocery shopping for you. Yes. You know,
0: regular checkups and blood work, even, uh, even once you get into your forties, uh, I've been doing more of that, Um uh, Mm-hmm. over the last five plus years, just to know where I'm at with certain things, yeah. you know, if you're in a healthy range for this, that or the other, it's good to start mm-hmm. knowing that and having a, a track record because then they can go back and say, well, your charts looked like this, you know, a year or two ago, what are you doing different now? You know, how's your lifestyle changed? Because you're yeah. out of range on this, that, and the other, you know. Are you not sleeping as much? Are you less active? Are yeah. you, you know, this, and, and it's good to have these consultations and these conversations. Oh, ab- absolutely.
1: Because um, it, it, it does change. And a lot of times we don't really go in and see a doctor or we don't kind of become aware of a big change until it's something really big already. Yes, yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, two years leading up to it, you know.
0: Maybe because life changed, yes.
1: so blood work, just little things that had, we made some small changes, maybe started eating more of something, less of something, Do whatever whatever we needed supplementing would have prevented or, you know, prevented the big thing from happening, right? right?
0: I want to just tap into one thing that you had mentioned a few minutes ago was the difference between hunger and thirst. Yeah. And identifying that, no matter your age. hmm I think so many of us immediately will gravitate to food, food when really what our body wants is just more water because we're yeah. dehydrated and we yeah. just don't know it. And you talk to people all the time and they're like, yeah, I get headaches. I get this. I guarantee yes. you 50% or I don't know what the percentage would be, but that there would be a reduction in people having like headaches because they are walking around chronically dehydrated. Yeah and you're wondering why your brain hurts and stuff you know <laughs> your your brain your head and your body aches because you are massively dehydrated mm-hmm. you you know we get up and we we go right to the coffee yep my first thing is a is a cup of water the first yeah. thing that usually goes down in my in in my body is 10 to 16 ounces of water yeah and i try to do that multiple times throughout the day i'm not perfect by any means mm. but I try to always be conscious that, like, before I drink something that I want to drink, yeah. drink something that I need to drink. Right. And you know, get my water in. I'll chug because I can chug my water, and then I can enjoy my coffee. Right. And I think more of us need to do that. But you touch on the 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 thirst hunger thing. Yeah,
1: you're you're absolutely right. A lot of times we'll just I'm hungry, so we reach for food. And you know, again, this this just takes some logic. Like if if you haven't eaten in four hours, you're probably hungry. You know, if you're probably hungry. But if you if you ate within the last hour or two and all of a sudden like you're, I'm hungry, have a big glass of water and just give that 10 minutes Just see if you still have that sensation of hunger because uh, thirst can certainly present as a feeling of hunger because what do we respond to most quickly? The feeling of hunger. That's right. So I kind of, I sometimes wonder if it's just wired that way to, you know, to create like, oh, you know, you need to do something, you need to do something, but instead of reaching for the water, we reach for food. Um, so yeah, I mean, use 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 your logic if you just recently ate within the last, at least the last two hours. Right. Um, certainly, you're probably not starving or hungry, have a big glass of water and, and just just sit back and have a glass of water and just see how you feel after 10, 15 minutes. Um, if it's been several hours, you probably should have something to eat, but you should probably also drink something, too, because yeah. if you haven't been eating, you probably haven't been drinking
0: either. And, and water while you're eating is always uh, a good option, too, just because it helps facilitate uh, absorption and digestion a little bit better, I'm a too. big
1: fan of that. There's um, There is a belief that you should not drink any water. What is it? Twenty minutes before or after? I was reading this the other day, and I was like, "Huh." Well, I haven't heard of that before, but I mean, it's it's like it, this is the, when you get into the the arena of fitness and nu- or especially nutrition. Yeah, there is just so many.
0: Yes, yes, it's, I know. I mean, I know. we're
1: opening a can of worms with yes. everything we you say, right? You go back right? to
0: like the Vince Gironda mentality, oh, like don't, just... don't drink water while you exercise, like yeah, all this stuff. there's you know. all these, you know, <laughs> you
1: know, all these beliefs. But I mean, I, I think the big the big picture, I would be in agreement that a lot of us aren't really drinking as much, me included, me included. I have a big bottle that I keep on my desk as because I'm visual, I have to see it. And then it's like, if I get to like three o'clock and I'm only halfway through that bottle, I'm like, Good Lord, that's only like six ounces of water today. That's terrible, right? And you it's know? like
0: no, 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 and three time cups yet. of coffee. Yes, you know I, know, I hear
1: I'm the I'm the nutrition girl, and like right, those who can do and those who can't teach.
0: Right, <laughs> we do have we have our off days. We Listen, do. you know, we it, do. it's it, it's one of those things. You know, we we do put into practice what we preach yeah. most times, yeah, but most we of the are time. still capable of goofing yeah, up.
1: Depends on the week and the day, like yes. you know, whatever we have going on. Sometimes, like you know, you'll like there's days you come. Racing in yes, here, yes. you close the door, and we're like, you know, you don't see Chris again till four o'clock. <laughs> like you're just in there. He's just, what is he doing what is he in doing? here? It's very quiet. I'm not
0: playing. I'm not playing with the toys on my bookshelf. I promise. You know. uh, I am. I am legitimately yeah. working. Yeah. But uh,
1: but we have those days, and you just yes. you get in the zone. And everything, just the rest of the world just kind of fades away because it's like there's this project, there's this deadline, there's been these hiccups. Today, I'm getting it done. Yeah.
0: You can get locked in and focused on something and then forget about all your other needs. And that will happen uh, for moments uh, for, for some of us, but you know it's okay you can rebound you can and I think another huge takeaway is don't beat yourself up no people beat themselves up we're, we're our worst enemies sometimes if we had a bad day of eating or we had and it's like oh I'm, I fell off the wagon you know and it's almost like they give themselves an, an excuse to just go ahead and continue yeah, down that path sabotage I think yeah. it's
1: self-sabotage really yeah it's like yeah. No, no 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 So you, 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 you didn't every, fall off the wagon you right, tripped
0: you tripped and stumbled but you know what you yeah. can climb you can jump right back up people are reaching down with their hands ready to help you back up yeah you know just the next day is a new day a new Mm -hmm. opportunity to make better choices and all it can take sometimes is one good day of eating to totally shift your your mental state and say listen i just that was great i don't want to mess that up i want to keep that going and then you get two days if you can get a week under your belt or 10 days of like really dialing in and being disciplined mm-hmm. and eating well and starting to feel and see not only necessarily see a difference but feel a difference in the way your clothes fit yeah or just I mean and, and it'll come fast um that that's that's what's fun yeah when you start to see that and feel that change mm-hmm. uh for the good for the better that's what's fun and that builds the moment mo- momentum yeah. I believe I
1: mean you just to ask yourself like it you know what would it be like to feel like this all the time, or most of the time? Because we don't feel a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. That's that's unrealistic. We have days we tired, we get sick, so we're not a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. But if you could be, you know, somewhere between eighty and hundred percent, like seventy-five to eighty-five percent of the time, what would that be like? That's right. You know. Yeah. And it's it's not it's not difficult in that what it requires is hard. It's difficult in that developing those consistent behaviors to sustain that is where we get we can get in our heads and we can get lazy or frustrated or just you know cheesed off and and you know kind of throw in the towel but the what it requires us to do isn't difficult you know the awareness you're getting older maybe moving less so you want to move a little more but even then if you were like a marathon runner in your 20s you you pro- and you stayed active, you're probably in your 60s and 70s more active than a lot of 60- and 70-year-olds, but you're still not moving at that same pace and with that same intensity. So your nutrition shouldn't be that of that 20-year-old marathon runner. It needs to be the nutrition needs of a 60- to 70-year-old active male. Right. You know?
0: And it doesn't mean that you... Do- you- don't, that you can't do uh, a lot of those activities, you oh, just might God. not be able to do them to the That's same right. level, you know? Exactly. Um, you can still go for hikes. You can still go for bike rides, hopefully, you know, There's you, some you pretty and, I mean, bad, yeah, but
1: I'd, elderly people that are still kicking it and rocking it. Oh my but gosh. If, even if you talk to yes. them, they're like, like, and they're, you know, they're crushing their workouts. They're still doing those things. But even when you talk to them, they're like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. But it's not the same as when I was twenty and thirty. You know, I'm not benching three hundred pounds. I'm benching two hundred. It's like still that's very impressive. But again, there is a shift. There's a change as we get older. The body changes. So, you know, if the more the more active and healthy we are mm-hmm. in our younger years, that certainly uh, is like inve- an investment that yeah. is. Glaringly obvious in our in our older years, middle age to older years, Um, but still those nutritional needs are going to change.
0: Yeah, they're going to change. They're going to change, and just be open to the fact that um, you can change with them. Yeah, and that those new chapters, as we talked about at the start, those new chapters of life have their own magic. And you know, as you age, you become more, you know, hopefully wiser. And, Hopefully, <laughs> uh, right? I, I'm hopeful. I'm, hoping. I'm hopeful. <laughs> I, there's a lot of areas of my yeah. life that I'm uh, definitely better in yeah. now than I was ten, twenty, you know, years ago. Yeah. Um. And, you know, it's just acceptance of things. And uh, yeah, we can't go back, but there are things that we can still do absolutely to optimize our health mm-hmm. and our and our wellness and feel good and. You know, eating the whole foods, the clean foods, I think is just so huge. Um, And, uh, you know, following somebody like uh, Coach Tanya, you know, have have these people that are all over. uh, You know, it's free information all over the place. Find those good sources on YouTube, on Instagram, on Mm -hmm. Facebook. People that are educating you like our our Will Grazion, you know, people like that that are, are so good in this area. Yes. And and then if you need a coach, get a coach. Invest in your own health. I think mm-hmm. people are so willing to invest all this money and and and. You know, uh, effort and time yeah. into all these other f- areas of their life but they don't invest in their own optimizing their own health and wellness and nutrition In, in and I'm not just saying go into the gym the whole yeah. other side of it you know 80% of your wellness really is what you're putting in what you're mm-hmm. consuming um, the, and the other with the other 20% I think being a combination of your exercise and your rest um, but uh, this is great I, I love talking about this stuff obviously we can probably do a, a whole nother hour going into. <laughs> (laughs) different directions. Um, We have something free to give away to the people. And uh, what is this uh, free item here? It is
1: a free cravings report. So this is a really useful tool. Again, it's free. It's a free gift um, from us to you. And what that is, is it's going to give you some very, it's, it's like, it's a working resource. It's going to give you tools and tips and suggestions, ideas of how, what you can do, changes you can make to help avoid those, those cravings where you, where you're binging, you know, you find like, I got this craving. And so then you eat half a bag of potato chips. So it's going to give you ideas and ways to maximize and optimize your nutrition to avoid those, like basically those sugar peaks and crashes so that we don't end up in that, that cycle of Mm-hmm. craving and binging and craving and binging which yes. makes us feel lousy <laughs> yes
0: it's so uh, yeah it's de- like, I, like I said that's that's my one we- weak yep. link yep. and something that's on my radar and I know I can I know I can do better in it mm-hmm. because I have in the past I've had my moments where I've been really good and it's just that creating that momentum. So six ways to tame your appetite and cravings. Yes. It's free. You can grab it at criticalbench.com slash tame cravings. And um, that, that report uh, is it's your support. Is, yeah, it is. It, it's just got some some great information in there that can help you. So again, criticalbench.com slash tame cravings. And uh, you can download that instantly and have a nice resource there. Uh, Tanya, it's been fun, as always.
1: It's always fun sitting to talk and have coffee. I need to go have water now. Yeah, we now both, I'm like, We've yeah. both
0: been sucking coffee, back our And coffees. I've been yawning.
1: See, I've been yawning this morning. I'm just, yeah, stayed up too late. I kind of kind of skipped breakfast. I had a quick bar, but I haven't really followed my own good advice so far this morning So I was in a real rush to get here because I had things to get done.
0: But that's okay. But you can <laughs> gonna, still, gonna, you can yes, still. I'm going to save
1: the day. You have a whole day ahead of you to <laughs> Make save just saved the day. Decisions. I bought a great lunch. That's right. Salad and See? chicken. So... You know, I I did come prepared. I just was in a rush to get here because i have got to get ready for the podcast. There's things to do, but I'm saving the day.
0: Good. See? (laughs) See? The outlook is not bleak. Thank you listeners so much for, again, choosing Strong by Design. Uh, Again, we go on so many different journeys on this show and down different roads. Uh, Today, of course, was focused on your health and nutrition. We talk about everything on this show. I encourage you to go back, scroll through our our past podcasts uh, if you're looking for something that's... That's more about uh, being a better leader uh, in your life. Uh, If you're looking for something that's more about exercise, if you're looking for something that's more about faith or family or relationships. I mean, we have everything here on Strong by Design. So scroll back. And actually, one of the best episodes you can listen to is episode number one seven keys to be strong by design. Mm. Um, that's Mike and I talking about our core values here as, as a business here at Critical Bench and the seven things that we stand on every day and make all our decisions on is, is, is that number one episode seven keys to be strong by design. So go back and check that episode one out. Thank you for choosing our show. Please hit that five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really, really helps. and means a lot to us. And we thank you in advance for doing that. We hope you have a blessed rest of the week, an amazing weekend, and we'll talk to you again really soon. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, Please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.